God, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for bringing us over the highway safely to this point. We pray that you would return us likewise. We pray for those, Lord, that are struggling and suffering tonight. Oh, God, that are hurting, that are in need, that may not know you, Lord. We pray that a way would be made that they'd come to know you. We pray for those that are in convalescent homes, those in the prisons. Those are captive, Lord, that you might show compassion for them through those that care for them. We thank you for each and every blessing. We ask that you would give us the word that might be shared, Lord, and that we might take it and be able to apply it as we go through each day. We thank you and we praise you. We ask it all in your son Jesus' name. Thankful to have my son with us this evening. Drove his mother and I down. Lord has sort of put it on my heart for a couple of reasons. Seems like of late, a number of people that we know have been either seriously ill or they've passed away. And it's difficult not to be observant, but you look at people that are suffering and you see some that are still joyful and some that are not. Those that know the Lord and stand by him can withstand whatever comes their way because there are going to be circumstances, there are going to be situations that we're going to have to contend with that would rob us of our joy unless we know how to stay connected to the source that can take us beyond every circumstance, every situation, every emotion that might try to pull us away from our joy. Joy is important because it energizes us, it gives us a determination. And so for just a brief while, Pastor, I'm going to attempt to share a few words as it relates to joy. Joy is a realization that goes beyond disappointment, trauma, trauma, hurt, pain, or any circumstance. We can't take ourselves beyond circumstance, but rather respond to them. Lasting joy requires surrendering all to God. Joy does not depend on getting the right mix of circumstance. It is internal, not external. And so it does not depend on what we have, but rather on what we are, a child of God. So then why and what may every child of God rejoice? Isaiah says it like this, 61:10 I will greatly rejoice in the Lord my soul shall be joyful in my God for he hath clothed me with garments of salvation he has covered me with the robe of righteousness that's something to be excited and joyful about to know that of all the things that our Lord has to contend with he's still mindful of how we are armed to deal with those things that would rob us of our joy. Right. How constant should we rejoicing be? In Philippians, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And the psalmist goes on to say, rejoice in the, in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. So we are to rejoice at all times, be mindful 
of those things that would rob us of our joy. Now, if we trust in the Lord, there are some things that will result from that that will help to keep our joy intact and continue to keep it strong. Now, the adversary will let us believe that we can't trust the Lord to keep us, that there are some things that he can do that can separate us from the Lord. Well, I want to just share a few things that would demonstrate that we can count on our Lord, regardless of what the circumstance might be, regardless of what the situation might be. We can put our trust in him. Trust in the Lord brings joy. We can maintain our joy when we remember how faithful and unchanging God is. He is in character, holy, just, true, faithful, and unchanging. He is all-wise, almighty, and everywhere present. That sounds like to me someone I could trust. So there shouldn't be any doubt in our mind if we can trust him or not. So John goes on to say, And all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me I will in no, way, no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing but should raise it up again at the last day. That like sounds like good assurance to me. It's not only reassuring, but you can count on it. So what are we going to rely on? Rather than relying on earthly circumstances for happiness, the Bible tells us to rejoice in God and each new day he brings. Again, the psalmist says, this is the day, someone quoted this earlier, this is the day which the Lord had made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Daily, looking to the one that we can trust and rely on. He goes on even further to say, in Peter 5, 6, and 7, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. He will not only care for us, but he will bring peace and strength to us. No situation is greater than God's peace. Further stated in Psalms 29:11, the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. After hearing his earlier attributes, Again, there shouldn't be any doubt in our mind that God is with us and there to prevent us from losing our joy. Even during the time of persecution, we can rely on God to be there. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake. Rejoice you in that day, and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their father unto the prophets. So regardless of what the circumstance, situation might be, God is present, he's aware of our situation, and he's there to assist us. 
Further, he only brings good to our life. There are going to be tests. There are going to be some trials. But God only brings good to our life. And James says it this way. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no unbearableness, neither shadow of turning. God is trustworthy and faithful. Further in Corinthians 1, 5, and 6, and 7, that in everything you are enriched by him, in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, who shall also confirm you unto the end, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there are benefits in trusting and surrendering to our Lord. He is true to his word if we will only approach him with an open heart and invite him in. Solomon speaks of this in terms of building the temple, in terms of reliability of God, and that we can count on him regardless of what your situation is to keep his word. In Chronicles 6, 14, and 15, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in the heaven, nor in the earth, which keepeth covenant and showeth mercy unto thy servants that walk before thee with all their hearts. Thou which hast kept with they with thy servant David, my father, at which thou hast promised him, and spaketh with my mouth, and has fulfilled it with thy hand, as it is this day. Solomon was from all word that we have, was a wise man, and we have him speaking of the assurance that we have that God will keep his word, God will be present with us regardless of what our situation might be. I stand before you this evening saying that I trust the Lord because he cared for me when I could not and did not take care of myself. I won't go into my testimony. I've shared a portion of it before. But God was merciful and kind to me at birth. I know each one of us have our own scenario and story to tell. But it was only through God's goodness that he allowed me to be here with a young mother who was just a child herself. And he saw fit for her to be able to give birth to not only me, but five others. So I trust him as I stand before you. First John 2, 1 and, and 2. These things write unto you that ye sin not. I take this to heart and knowing that he saved me and forgiven me of my sins. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is a propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. He not only saved me and forgave me of my sins, but now he's blessing me in terms of the Holy Spirit guiding me in each and everything that I do. And I read from a portion of the 21st, 30, 23rd Psalms. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, 
for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I'm thankful today that I know him. I'm thankful that I can count on him. I'm thankful that he's right there with me in terms of need in any situation that I might be confronted with. And now I know that he has said he's gone away to prepare a home, not only for me, but for all of his saints. So in John 14, it speaks to, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto me. That where I am, there you may be also. I'm glad about knowing that God cares about not only me, but each one of those who have turned their hearts towards him. So we can take delight, we can take joy and pleasure in knowing that regardless of what our situation might be, we can trust in him to deliver us that we might not be robbed of our joy. And knowing that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I thank you for your time, and I ask that God would bless you and continue to keep you.